Hey everybody, how are y'all doing today? Sharice Johnson Moore here, and it is time for Think About It Sunday. Today, I want to get into a topic that's very important to me. And the topic is, how important is recovery for a drug addict or alcoholic? How important is recovery for a drug addict or alcoholic? Okay, so... When we think of recovery for a person that may um, be in the midst of drug addiction or alcoholism, we think of how important it is to change the people, places, and things. And I'm going to give some important things, people, places, and things that you may want to change if, you know, uh, if this sobriety, uh, the recovery process is important to the people around you, to the people that are involved in your life. Um, and what does, you know, what does recovery look like? What does recovery look like? Okay, so. Let's get into this topic. Think about it Sunday. It is entitled, How Important is Recovery for a Drug Addict or Alcoholic? Okay? So, let's get busy. catching y'all off guard with this topic today. But think about it Sunday. It is a thing of talking a little bit about my past and I wanted to help others that want to seek recovery from drug addiction or alcoholism and those that are in recovery from drug addiction or alcoholism, right? So, recovery is so important because it can save your life. Recovery can save your life. And the thing is, is that when we get or when we get to that point where we want to stop going on the merry-go-round and 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 seek help from maybe you go to an NA or AA meeting, or you have a counselor, or you go to therapy for, or you in a in a drug in a drug treatment program for, right? See. I didn't want I didn't want recovery until I got tired of being locked up and being away from my kids, being away from my grandmother. And I decided I wanted to help myself. I wanted to help myself. And 
how that was important to me was look i wrote the judge the judge that was in charge of a drug the drug treatment program in the city that i lived in in the city of portland virginia and originally where um i used to live there and i was on my last go round for a probation violation the third strike third strike for a probation violation and I just got tired of coming into that place. I got tired of, you know, every time I violate, I go to jail. The first time it was, the first time it was um, like two and a half months or maybe a month and a half or something like that. The second time of probation violation was um, two and a half months. Then the last time I went in, it was three and a half months. And on that third go round, me seeing, well, I talk about this subject in my book, Coming to Loving Yourself. And I revealed that I got tired of sitting around looking at the same people, talking about the same thing, doing the same habits that they were doing in the street. And I put myself, and I, and I like I said, I put myself there in that situation. My thing was, I kept seeing people like I went in there the first time, and I seen these people, and I met these people, and I met, you know, we, I'm, 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 you know, and I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, we would see one leave. When I was coming in, they'd be leaving. And then it would be maybe the second or the third go round that I see the same person already there. They was leaving on my first go round, and they back in here on the third go round. Even fly get back here for third time. Oh, oh, they might been there the second time. They got released, and then they turn around, and the third time, and then they back in the same place, in the same section. And I was like, no, don't you, you know, don't you get tired of coming in here, you know? And then, then um. I, I, I mean, it really hit me. It hit me like a bowl of rocks. Why am I in here with these people again? Doing the same thing, seeing the same people, acting the same way. And that was a wake-up call for me as well. That was a wake-up call. Because my recovery, I decided I just had enough, man. I had enough. I had enough. I just did, and I wrote the judge, and I missed my kids, and my kids mean everything to me, and and it was like, okay, and sometimes the same thing for, I mean, for the alcoholic, you know, you get tired of going, you get tired of getting pulled over your driving, you get tired of DUIs, you get tired of, you know, it's a whole lot of stuff that go with, with alcoholism as well, you know, where you don't, you when you end that addiction, you don't care about nothing but the next hit or the next drink. And that's all that matters to you. And I don't know, I just wanted something different. I I, I, I wanted something different. I did because I was realizing my grandma ain't raised me this way to go to jail and didn't, you know, be a drug addict and this and that. I, I had a good upbringing. I had two grandparents stayed in a nice home in Cavalier Manor and I was like you know you know it doesn't it doesn't matter where you are or where you live at 
when you start using drugs, okay, they can escalate no matter where you're from, the projects or middle class or upper class. It had that that demon don't have nobody, no no special people on this that is going just gonna skip this person and go to this person. No, it don't have it. It, it, it don't work like that. And importance of recovery is it can save your life. Cause I remember one time smoking some crack, right? And I hit the crack pipe and I thought I would have a heart attack. And that was my sign. God was trying to tell me, you need to stop that right now. And it was some wacky crack. That's what we called it back in the day, wacky crack. And that's when they were putting all these things together to make you feel like you're getting high, but you really ain't getting high. You really like, they was, I mean, it was, it's dangerous. Cause some people put that stuff together with gasoline, kerosene, whatever, you know, and you don't, you, you know, and you don't know what you're getting, you know. But the thing is, is that that wake that wake up call was was one. Then I got tired of going to jail. Was two, and I was like, man, I ain't got time for this. It take our time from your day. It take our time from your life. And I missed 20 years of being on that in that lane. Because, yeah, even though I went to drug treatment court, graduated, I had a relapse in the drug treatment court because something had something major had happened to me and I didn't know how to deal with my feelings and I relapsed. And I had like 234 days of clean time in drug treatment court. And I was with my kids and I was with my grandma. And I was doing everything right. I got my license back, and I was I was trying to get my life together. And that one mistake cost me 234 days. And the thing is, I had to learn the drug treatment court the right way to do this addiction to 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 recover from this addiction, the addiction I had, and that was change of people, places, and things. When you change your people, places, and things, everything changes. Okay, well, you don't hang out with crackheads. You don't hang out with people to get high. You don't hang out with people to get drunk. You don't go to places that could trigger you. Um, they eat, and, and when I was in, in drug, drug treatment court, they required me not to go into the places I used to go to, like strip clubs or to the bars. I couldn't go into any bars, and I couldn't I couldn't be around people that were getting high. I could I couldn't be I I I got to a point where okay well this is how it's gonna be okay. I got me a job. I got myself back together. We're working and everything. And you know and, and I like drug treatment court because it showed me I could get back to living the way I'm used to living. Where I had a job where I could go out here and support and do things I I could do for my kids. You know, if you know anybody that wants to get help, help them. Help them. Don't sit around and let them and 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 they and don't enable them either. Oh well, ain't nothing wrong with what they're doing. They just smoking a little grass. Oh, you know, it ain't gonna hurt nobody. Whatever. I've seen bad bad flip. I've seen people flip on bed, smoke some weed too. Where the, the weed was laced, or you know, where they call them teen teens, uh, you know. And the thing is, is that they, that's what I, you know, it's, it, 
describe it as you put the marijuana in the paper, then you put some crush up the crack and put that in. That's what they call TNT. But the thing is, I've seen people put LSD in weed. You know, it's clear coated in formaldehyde, and people have had bad, bad trips, bad trips, and their mind went way left. I see it. I, I, I've seen it firsthand what it has done to some people, especially my son. You know, and that's why you can't, I ain't trying to fight, you can't smoke weed with everybody. You, you can't, you can't smoke, you can't, you can't get high with everybody, because everybody don't, don't do the same. Everybody wants to, you know, yeah, and that's, and now my son is dealing with, he is got to the point where it has affected his brain so bad he can't think for himself. He wants Pete, you know, he got this mindset of, uh, you know, I can get high, I can live with people, I can do what I want, but I don't have to help nobody pay no bills, I don't have to take care of myself, and I wanna I wanna I wanna sponge off everybody. But my thing is, is that that's what his trip cost him. His trip cost him his sanity. It cost him his thinking process. It ate away his brain cells. Cause my son was smart. Smart. 4.0 student. Recovery is very important. And I try to live that out with my kids. And the thing is, is that may, I, I kind of feel guilty about missing the time with them that I didn't have with them to show them what mother should be. That's another cause of your drug addiction. Time you miss with your family, your friends, your relatives, and then you lose all respect from people because they think that all you want to do is do drugs all day. Get high. Steal from people, you know, because sometimes that's the, what the addiction does to us. It make us steal from our kids, and make us steal from our, our parents, and make us steal from. It, it, drug addiction has no limits when a person want to get high. So sometimes that's what that recovery is so important because you get you get the time back that you miss and you value it more. That's what recovery teaches you. It teaches you to take one day at a time. Take one, one day at a time. That's what recovery taught me. Recovery taught me to look, when you want to get high, go to a meeting. When you feel like urge, go to a meeting. That's what Alcoholics Anonymous is for too. Go to a meeting. Go to an NA meeting, Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. Man, I would in in a drug court it was required for us to go to a meeting every day when we first got in the program. That was a requirement every day to get your paper, take the paper, get the paper signed, and make sure the facilitator signed it. And you couldn't leave the meeting until the meeting was over and the facilitator had to sign it. Now there are so many things in drug treatment court. It was it's it, it was like a, a friend of the mind. And then it was then you know, and then had to like say change people, places, and things. You know, started going back to church. I started getting back into things I like to do. You know, and you know, 
It just brings back all the stuff. It brings back, and then you still have to deal with your emotions or why you started using drugs in the first place. So that's what they do. They make you. They make you face what's going on or why you doing that or why did you do that or why did you do certain things. They make you come head to head, full throttle with all your decisions that you made. And I look back at it, it's not a bad program, regardless of what program you go into. But get some help before you end up with the wrong situation or wrong decision, or something that costs you your kids, something that costs you, that's what my addiction, my addiction cost me my first son. Cause my grandma was too old to take care of him and he wanted to go out here and do whatever he wanted to do. He ended up in foster care. Cause I was too busy. I could run the street and chase him behind. Still no good tail, no, no, no count person that got me started in the first place. So anyway, um, get some help. And if anybody needs any help, get in contact with me and we could talk. We could, you know, because that's part of what I do now. You know, I counsel people. I talk with them. I have commu- I have communion with them. I have a relationship with them. And I'm not scared to tell them how it really is and how it's supposed to be and what's going to happen. The pros, the pros, you go drug treat. Okay, you go here and and, and then you look at all the stuff you get, the stuff I, the stuff that I was not available to get when I was out there in my drug addiction. I realized something. I could accomplish that because when I was in drug treatment court, I got my GED. Um, I got my driver's license back. Um, I was paying on my fines. I could, as long as I'm paying on my fines, I could, you know, I could turn around and have my license. I got all those things back. You know, and and then, you know, but it don't take a woman's state to mess that all up. Yes, after I got out of drug treatment, out of, after I got out of drug treatment court, I relapsed. But I got tired of that too. I was like, man, I ain't got time. I spend no more my money, money going up in the smoke. I ain't got no money. Can't do this. Can't buy no clothes. Can't do. I ain't got time. That just that got boring. That got that got boring because I was used to take care of myself. I used to paying bills, have my grandma pay bills, have my grandma do things, take her to the store, go here, go shopping with my kids, uh, do a lot of things. And then I just was just going up and smoke. And then you got to change the people, places, and things. I had to change all my friends. I had to change all the people I was hanging out with. Cause when you hang out with them, oh, you got some money, and they using you for all your money, but. You know, and it's like, really? And then, then when you need them, they ain't got nothing to give you. They ain't got nothing to show for the, what they doing. Oh, don't let them come back around when you when you clean and sober. Uh-uh. I don't want to no. I had to tell a friend that one time. I had to tell a friend. I had to tell a, a, a friend of mine. And I was living in an apartment and had myself together. And I got the apartment through the drug treatment program I was in, right? And they helped me find some housing. And the thing was, she wanted to come, she wanted to call my house. And I was like, look, for real, I, I, I can't, 
have you healed because you're you want to come on here like i'm supposed to just okay you can come over here and chill and we can do i was like no you can't come to my home you can't come to my house to sit around and get high in my house you can't get high, you can't, and then, then I had to tell her, I said, look, you're not welcome here no more. I had to hurt her feelings. And she got an attitude of me, like, um, you, uh, like, oh, you now you think you're better than me. No, it wasn't, I think I'm better than you. It's just that I have changed to, for somebody, I have changed because this is not who, I'm not who you think I used to be. And I had to break it down to her. Look, I, I'm getting myself together. I got things going on. I'm happy. Everything is hunky-dory. I got a job. I'm working. I'm able to pay my rent. Um, I get, I, uh, you know, and, and then when tax return came around, I turned around and, and did everything I supposed to do for my girl and the kids and pay my rent too. Come on. You can't do no, you, come on. You're doing good. That's one thing you have to realize. You have to let go of some people when you get recovered too. Let go. Let go. Let go of them people that they ain't want if they don't want nothing for you, they ain't gonna want nothing for themselves. That's something you have to look at. Just straight straight up where it is, how it look, how it seem. If they ain't they ain't trying to get no car, they ain't trying my my friend. My out my friend. She knew how to do hell. She know how to do hair. She not lay. She was. She been doing hair since she was a teenager, right? She do hair right, and she was just wasting her skills during her addiction. You know, do you know? And it's it's like okay, so, and I was like, wow, you know, wasting your skills, wasting your time, wasting your talents. You know, that's what drugs, drugs take that away from. Drugs dry you out. Drugs dry you up. Drugs just make you want to do nothing. Have no existence at all. Make you lazy. And the thing is, is that you get some help. Get some help. You know, and and sometimes drug addiction can lead you to depression and anxiety and and want to, you know, take your life and suicide and things like that. Because I see that in my son. His drug addiction is more and more weed. And somebody must get him some bad weed. He went on a bad trip. And now his mind is gone. Well, you, it, it's like, like it, 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 his trip was so bad, he's been, he's been diagnosed with schizophrenia. And... That is, ooh, child, that's something else to deal with. And then I think about, ooh, if I had been there for him, he wouldn't have been like this. You know, I look at all the stuff that I missed, all the things that I missed with my kids. Look at the things that you miss out on buying cars, buying you a house, buying you a motorcycle. Going to the store, spending your, you know, you got money buy groceries, you got money to pay your bills, you live in a nice apartment, house, whatever, and all your all that is going down the drain from being drug addiction or alcoholic. And both my parents were alcoholics. Both my parents were alcoholics. Dang, that it. And that what make this is the thing is that when you realizing that it's not it's it's not 
it, it's a decision people make. It's not something that's a decision that both my parents decided to make. Maybe because they had a, a hard upbringing, or uh, you know, and and once you listen to your parents' story, once you listen to your parents' story, you kind of forgive them. Cause I had to forgive my mom. I had to forgive my mom and my dad. Cause they didn't know better. Cause ain't nobody, they ain't know no better. That's what they were served. My mom was raised by two alcoholic parents, and my dad, he was raised by his his first cousin. I think his aunt. Because my grandma decided to go off and live her life and try to make a better life for him. And then my mom, she I, I, she raised by two alcoholic parents and, and abuse and all that was in her home. And I look at my parents and like, Dad, because then nobody teach them about it. Because look what they had. And then you look at your parents, you forgive them. Because then nobody, they didn't teach them nothing. But then you look at yourself and look at the stuff that you pass down to your kids and you be like, dang, I could have done a better job. Because I wasn't raising, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't raising an environment by alcoholics or drug addict parents. I, I wasn't raised, my grandmother, my father's mother raised me. But then I look at it, I had it too good in life. And too good, spoiled. Uh, thought everybody owed me something, da da da, da that kind of lifestyle. But I don't want to chose to do drugs. I don't want to chose to start doing drugs, and and that was my decision. But my thing is, get and, and but it ain't nothing like a sober life. I'm telling you, ain't nothing like being sober. Being sober, you can go to the store. You can go to the store. You got money in your pocket. You don't have to steal nothing. Um. You can go into, you can go get your hair, your nails, and feet done. Men go get their feet done, go get haircuts, all that good stuff, you know. And ain't nothing like that. Freedom. You can go and come as you please, with no no hassle, no problems, nobody uh, telling you what to do. Nobody, you know. And then I don't ever, I don't, I don't ever want to be in that situation going to jail again. Cause there were three hearts in a cot. Three hearts, a cot, tell you when to get up, tell you when to go to sleep, and, and tell you what to wear. And that wasn't not fun for me. Okay? It was not fun. And I got tired of going sitting in front of that judge, got tired of sitting in his face. So now I'm enjoying my freedom, enjoying everything God has restored me with. If you want some help, you call me. If you need some help, text me. Reach out to me on WhatsApp. I, I, I talk. I like talking to people. I like helping other people now because I I've been there, done that, and it ain't fun going by your, doing stuff by yourself. All right, babies, I love y'all, and this is why recovery is important for you. Y'all have a blessed day, bye, babies. Sharice Johnson Moore here, owner and CEO of LBMTV. At LBMTV, 
our objective is to give you programming that will invigorate, motivate, and inspire you. Our programming will provide you with insight, in-depth knowledge, and solutions in your daily living. We can be seen on every smart TV, smartphone globally. We're located on the C1 Media Smart TV app, Apple TV, Roku TV, Amazon Fire TV, Android TV, and Google TV. So get ready to enjoy positive, uplifting programming for your daily living here at LBM TV, where we care about you. Hello, 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 Sharice Johnson Moore here, and I have something special for you. Okay, I'm starting a new streaming channel, and it is entitled LBM TV. Okay, so I want to get you seen in front of 4.5 million people. Okay. You know how many people that is that you could advertise your business to, that you could put yourself on front of the people to be seen. 4.5 million people. Oh my God, that's a lot of people, right? So, I'm opening the door for all of those that would like to advertise on my TV channel, LBM TV, an opportunity to really get in front of the people. You can contact with contact me through lbmtvmedia at gmail.com for further details. lbmtvmedia at gmail.com for further details. Okay, so I want to get you seen in front of 4.5 million people, okay? So that's on a daily basis. And I wanted to let you know that I support all businesses, okay? So, come on in. Come on in the room and get seen on TV, okay? All right, babies. I love you.